0: Welcome to Health Professional Radio, I'm your host Neil Howard, thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Kim Smith-Whitley this evening, she's Executive Vice President and Head of Research and Development at Global Blood Therapeutics. She's joining us on the program to discuss sickle cell disease and some of the health disparities that are affecting patients, a few of the challenges with access to care and a a little bit about uh, how new developments may impact the community. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Smith-Whitley, thank you for joining.
1: Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me.
0: Give our listeners a bit of background about yourself and tell us a bit about um, what it means to be Executive VP and Head of Research and Development at Global Blood Therapeutics.
1: I'm a pediatric hematologist that's been in practice for over 30 years with a focus on uh, caring for young children living with sickle cell disease. In May of this year, I transitioned uh, to Global Blood Therapeutics as Head of Research and development um, with the hope of being able to have a broader impact on the sickle cell community. I was drawn uh, to GBT uh, by its dedication to this population um, and for their interest and uh, promise of drug development uh, that could be disease-modifying for children and young adults with sickle cell.
0: Were you intimately aware of sickle cell disease prior to joining uh, GBT or was it early in your career that you became interested in um, sickle cell specifically?
1: It was. I became interested in sickle cell when I was in medical school. I was very drawn to this population because um, of the health disparities that they faced for decades. Uh, Despite the fact that the first individual with sickle cell disease was described in 1910, uh, today we only have four disease-modifying therapies for sickle cell. Um, And it's really important to uh, be able to look at all of the scientific discovery um, that came through the investment in this population as far as time was concerned, into the genetics of sickle cell disease, but yet that is not translated into um, clinical improvements that have markedly um, improved survival for this population. And currently, um, despite these um, 4 disease-modifying therapies, we still face um, the issue of um, early mortality in individuals with sickle cell disease. I'm hoping that will change Um, because we've only had um, two of these disease-modifying agents, um, one for pain and one for the underlying pathophysiology of sickle cell oxbrida since November of 2019. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll see an impact on the community eventually, but uh, this is a population that's been under-recognized and um, underserved.
0: What is sickle cell and who is affected most by this disease?
1: Sickle cell disease is an inherited blood condition um, that is a result of inheriting um, two gene variants for normal hemoglobin, one from each parent. Um, If you inherit the um, sickle gene from each parent, that's the SS type of sickle cell disease, which is the more common form occurring in about 65% of individuals. And unfortunately, that sickle hemoglobin um, under certain conditions um, polymerizes or stacks upon itself. And that stacking actually changes the properties of the red cell, um, and the cells tend to form into a sickle shape. And that leads to early destruction of red cells or something, a process called hemolysis, and also another process called vasoocclusion, uh, where you actually impede blood flow, and oxygen delivery to tissues um, because of these blockages of small blood vessels and capillaries in the body. If that blockage occurs leading to the brain, that can result in a stroke. If that blockage occurs in a bone or a muscle, that can lead to unpredictable pain episodes. But over time, it results um, in end organ damage, and that's the primary cause of premature death in individuals with sickle cell disease.
0: And who is mostly affected as far as, far as uh, ethnicity or region in, in the planet, uh, things of that nature?
1: You know, one of the things that is interesting about um, genetics is that there is usually a reason for survival advantage when you look back historically, and that's the case for sickle cell. Mm-hmm. Sickle cell trait, um, having a, a normal adult hemoglobin uh, gene and one for sickle, that actually protects you from severe complications of malaria. So where malaria was endemic, um, there was a survival advantage for those with sickle cell trait. Mm -hmm. Um, So that um, gene frequency um, is common in sub-Saharan Africa, in um, the Afro-Caribbean, the pattern of the diaspora, in India and in the Mediterranean. Uh, Base, so wherever um, malaria was endemic that 's the population that was impacted, and so now primarily impacts um, communities of color.
0: you said that uh, you were drawn to this community. Uh, because of some of the disparities that this community had to deal with. Why is understanding what sickle cell disease patients face, uh, why is it important and how is it going to help health professionals care for them in a a much more uh, insightful manner?
1: I think it's important to understand that this community has really not received Um, the attention and the medical care that they honestly deserve. They need access to high-quality care. And high-quality care um, not only includes access to disease-modifying therapies and novel therapies, but also um, access to respectful, compassionate care. And because of the stigma of sickle cell being associated with um, pain episodes, um, many individuals have been labeled as being drug-seeking. Um, and then because um, this has impacted communities of color, of course, all of the stigma of racism and social injustices has impacted this community, um, just like it has other communities. But now we're dealing with a community not only um, of color, but then having a chronic illness on top of that has made the health inequities Um, also prevail. So I think that individuals with sickle cell disease deserve high quality care that is uh, culturally sensitive, that makes sure that they have access to disease-modifying therapies, particularly novel therapies that um, are focused on changing the underlying pathophysiology of sickle cell, which is that um, sickling or that sickle hemoglobin polymerization, and really trying to impact a population um, with a chronic illness before they develop in organ damage. Um, So really being focused on trying to get um, therapies to young people that can continue across the lifespan. I think that the healthcare community really needs to be aware that sickle cell hasn't gone away. I mean, many people believe that um, when sickle cell trait was brought to the forefront um, by the Black Panther movement um, and really the um, screening that was in the communities was abundant um, because the attention has fallen away to, from, uh, from sickle cell. Many people just um, don't believe it's an issue anymore. And that's not the case.
0: Well, where can our listeners go online and get some more information about uh, GBT and what you're doing to enhance health equity within the sickle cell community?
1: I would encourage them to visit um, Global Blood Therapeutics' website at GBT.com, learn more about what GBT is doing to improve the lives of those living with sickle cell disease and really the efforts that are underway um, to um, address some of the healthcare gaps and social injustices um, that this community has faced. Well, Dr.
0: Whitley, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you, Neil. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Kim Smith-Whitley, Executive Vice President and Head of Research and Development at Global Blood Therapeutics. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download it SoundCloud, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.